Hello, and welcome back to the Awe Podcast. So today we're talking about belonging and friendship. Belonging and friendship. How are we going to connect these two, Josh? You know, I think we've, you know, we've been intentional about how we're building this season. We're going to be talking about family and work and and those kind of things. But one of the core concepts, right, is we got to know what connection is. So we talked about belonging and connection last episode, and now we're diving into belonging and friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what lasting connection. Um, that's what happens when we have lasting connection, right? Is right. friendships build. Um, and we need to have those in family and, and we need to have those in work and things like that too, right? So we're kind of building on this. Yeah. And, you know, we're using, you know, some botany terms today as our guests will talk about. Yeah. Um, An area we're not, not well versed right, in. Right. We are not botanists. <laughs> Admittedly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So we're going to talk about what is a blossoming friendship. You know, I can think of recently for me, I have come into this friendship circle of women and um, I was grateful enough to have somebody that I met in my life who kind of brought me in. And I think initially when it started to blossom, if you will, I wasn't even aware of it. And then so once I kind of caught on that, hey, that's what's happening. This is growing. This is changing. There's some energy here. Uh All of those things were happening, like the fun and the excitement and the energy and, you know, But I really, really did ultimately want to make a good impression, right? I wanted them to like me. um, So I wanted them to know about maybe the best parts of me. And sometimes the best parts of us that we believe are the best parts of us anyway, aren't necessarily going to make a good impression. And so um, in terms of blossoming, it's like, what am I going to put up front to make this, to help this continue and grow? Right, right. We put our best foot forward, right? We think of dating. Um, meeting new people, all those kind of things we want to put our best foot forward. I can remember when uh, my wife and I moved down to Missouri and we were we knew each other. That's mm-hmm. it, right? And um, didn't have friends for the longest time, you know. And I remember going to this geology class of all places and I'm sitting in the, I usually sat in the same place because I was in a, a creature of habit and I'm sitting here and then this other guy always sat next to me and one day he just kind of said, hey dude, what's up (laughs) right right and so we started talking and we found out we had to go to the same parking lot to catch the same bus to go to our places or what so we started walking there um and we still talk about that class today um him and i do and we're we're long distance right so we don't have as much contact today but when we meet up it's an instant connection because Mm -hmm. we share similar interests right right but i just remember sitting in that class in all randomness right what's up dude (laughs) (laughs) i just remember and then he would always fall asleep in class and he would (laughs) snore and our professor he always it was geology and the thing we remember about that class is he would say basalt 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 (laughs) i like it was this epiphany that he had had i don't know it was interesting but man that was that was a, a beautiful connection and that was that was one experience and then the other friend that i had met down in missouri um we i had a car at the time that the only way i could tell how much gas i had left was if um i counted the miles mm-hmm. and so columbia missouri is a lot more hilly than iowa so 
I ran out of gas on the side of the road. And my wife had uh, made a connection. And, and she, so she called this friend and like, hey, guess what? I just know you for two days, but we're out of gas. Right. right. We need help. Please. <laughs> Please. And so then they come over and then uh, her husband had gotten out of the car. So it was one of the other people that were married in school at the time, which was very rare. And, you know, of course, as a guy, you know, with all the stereotypes out there, I'm like, yeah, I'm a guy that just ran out of gas. How (laughs) crazy is this? And, um, yeah, he steps out of the car and... He's like, so you're the one that's out of gas, huh? <laughs> right? First like, yeah, impression. Right, right. First impression. <laughs> but man, I've never laughed so hard in my life with this guy. I can remember not, you know, if we were drinking beer or whatever it was and we were trying to have some fun. I, I The first six months I knew him, I think there was at least one incident a night where I would spit out my drink everywhere because I was laughing so hard. Oh, and and then they would laugh with me. So when I made the biggest fools out of myself, they, they were there with me. Absolutely. Um, and they continued, right? It was that two-way street. Our guest talks about that. Yes. It needs to come from both sides, and we would text each other. Yeah. And, and that's what I think of a blossoming friendship, right? We're trying to put our best foot forward. We slip and fall sometimes, Absolutely. but they stay there. say a friendship in full blossom that just makes me think of this image of you you know spitting your drink out and then laughing with you and you know that's a friendship that's in full blossom right you're right. all laughing together right they're not that's laughing true. at you they're laughing with you everybody right. is getting joy out of that scenario which our guest also speaks to is is the joy that comes into to these connections and you know the other thing i think of as you know a woman is when a friendship is in full blossom for me, I think of, I'm going to ask them, hey, what are you going to wear to this event, right? So yeah, we're yeah. all kind of connecting on that level. And, you know, um, and I know that may seem silly, but for me, that's when I know, right? When I'm, when I am now asking for the opinions or the ideas or the support, if you will, thoughts of those others that I'm connecting with. Yeah. Is that why you ask me what I want to wear so often? <laughs> it is. You okay, see? Okay. okay. We're right. Right. We're in right. full blossom. We, we have blossomed, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I knew there was a sign somewhere in here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's easy to just feel connection right, with people who, you know, are really good friends and, and of course, it's a roller coaster ride, but we, Absolutely. you know, as we become friends, trust builds through, like I would say, vulnerability experiments. And experiments is the wrong word there, but you're you you be vulnerable, and the person holds it, and you be a little more vulnerable, and the person holds it and gives mm-hmm. g- gives support, right? And then we know, like the connection's becoming something that's that's really beautiful. But maintaining a friendship takes work, right? It does. It takes work. (laughs) It means that I need to show up every day as myself Mm -hmm. and let people know when I'm not myself. Right. And when I think of maintenance in terms of of friendships and relationships, right, authenticity, life and support, because life happens. Right. And when that happens, you're going to be who you are. You respond the way that you've responded and you react the way that you do. And within terms of a friendship, right, your discussion tends tends to become real, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, when those first impressions in that initial stage, right, you're not, that's not where you are, right? You're not in that stage. You're not asking, what are you going to wear? Now we're talking about something that's real. And, you know, 
talk about many things that you're experiencing and you do so without giving importance to what they're wearing or how they look, right? That's mm-hmm. not important when you're maintaining that connection. Um, it's it's withstanding tough times and this occurs during that time. And, you know, um, this is when you know that there is that connection. It's almost as an intimacy during maintenance, right? And yeah. maintenance doesn't sound fun, like blossom, like we're blossoming <laughs> right. And, right. and we're in bloom and having yeah. all this fun. But yeah. maintenance is really important because mm-hmm. It is the continuity of all of those things that brought you together. Right, right. You know, I can think of every night when I get home because, you know, relationships, friendships um, are the same when, you know, with my spouse at home, too. A lot of times at night we'll sit in two chairs next to each other and we'll be doing our thing, whether it's reading a book or watching a show or whatever it is, but we're not talking to each other, mm-hmm. but we're there with each other, right? right? And I think that's what maintenance is, right? Yes. It doesn't have to be excitement, excitement, full bloom, full bloom, right? Right. That's not, that's impossible to maintain. Absolutely. <laughs> right? It's exhausting. <laughs> yes, it's exhausting. So sometimes we just need to be with each other, right? And hey, that's, that's, that's okay, right? Yep. And that's the way it is with friends, too. Yeah. And sometimes that means that your hair is sticking up, you're in your robe, right? You haven't brushed your teeth yeah. yet, right? So that's maintenance, right? That's all <laughs> yeah. those things. And right. just being in that space. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk about the friendship dynamic between girls and women. You know, um, can we say competitive and catty? And those are not necessarily great terms. Um, and not all friendships are like that. So... I'm not saying that this should be the way that we categorize those dynamics, but it's out there. It's in the world. And Mm -hmm. as women, right, we have heard this and we've experienced it. Um, You know, three's a crowd and caddy, they come to mind. And I think we um, as a society really in terms of raising our daughters and and, and things like that, we, we should we should address that as early as we can. And our guest is also going to speak to some of that, too, with right. her own child rearing. Um, yeah. You know, and I also want to throw this out there that, you know, with women, there is that racial dynamic as well. So with white women and then women of color, right, there tends to be some tension sometimes in the relationship and the forming of friendships. And, you know, I don't want to speak to it too much, but I do want to say, you know, if this is something you've experienced or you have questions about, I have a great resource in terms of a book that y'all might want to read. Um, and it's entitled Antagonists, Advocates, and Allies. And this was written by Catrice Jackson, Catrice Jackson, excuse me. And she goes into great detail about, you know, historical ties between white women and women of color and you know, the work within um, the relationships within the workplace and outside of that and, you know, so many facets of that and and how to work on it. Right. And how to recognize where we come um, as individuals and how we may um, project that onto others. Um, And and again, it's important in how we raise our children and as grown women as well, because it doesn't change when we we get older. Sadly, this is still a very um, competitive time of our lives and so i just thought i would throw that resource out there yeah yeah it's very true we we get into these competitive natures and of course you know there's many gender stereotypes out there mm-hmm. um that are attached to friendship you know if we think of you know men mm-hmm. like 
we joke about men having a thickened brainstem and we're a little, little, uh, little dense sometimes to get things through our heads, right? And so that's why we punch each other and I guess avoid each other if we're mad. I don't know, you know, but that's not healthy either. Like learning how to, to talk with each other. And that's where friendships last the most is when we can talk to each other. When I can give someone, you know, feedback saying, hey, I think you got to look at yourself, right? Yeah. Because we can only be as good as how well we know our impact, right? So Absolutely. if my impact is negative, but I don't believe it is, I'm going to always be running into this cycle of, I don't know if you'd call it drama, but some of that right absolutely so we have to always measure our impact right Mm -hmm. all right you're listening to the all podcast mara hall is joining us today she graduated from briarcliff and she double majored in theology and creative writing mara is a master of connection and communication she is creative authentic and empowering She understands friendship from two sides and uses this knowledge to create empowerment and most importantly, belonging. She is the communications director for WITCC and is often referred to as the local press secretary. She maintains a big role while transitioning into a new role and handles it with grace and compassion. Welcome to all, Mara. Okay, thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Who feels special? It's me. Yay. It's very nice. Thank you. Yes, we're so glad to have you. So I'm going to go right at it and just ask you, what does the blossoming of a friendship feel like? Well, okay, you guys, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's go. I am really weird about how I make friends, okay? like, And it works for me, mm-hmm. okay? And I think many people should take this method what happens is i meet someone i like them and then i say let's be friends i (laughs) literally say that Mm -hmm. yes i say let's be friends or we're gonna be best friends (laughs) and it's really worked out for me okay (laughs) because some of my best friends (laughs) i just i recognize the greatness in them and I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted you it drew in my them life. In. There you yeah. go. Yes. I mean, that's that's it's worked for me. I mean, I, making friends is really hard for some people. It is. Um, and and I, I I value friendship a lot because like um, I grew up not having friends. Okay, yeah. we're just gonna hit it hard. Mm-hmm. I yeah. nobody liked me. <laughs> Because I was a poor little girl at a, you know, a private school. And mm-hmm. um, and so, like, when I got to college, I was ready to make friends. And it was so exciting to, like, not have the stigma of a small town right. behind you. And so I just don't take it for granted. And I say, hey, I like you. Let's be friends. Yeah. So that's yeah. the blossoming of a friendship for me. Right. That's awesome. And, you know, out there, we have many listeners who would question like how do i make a friend especially as an adult right because yeah. it becomes harder when we're adults and you know i think when we're younger we don't think about it like let's be friends right mm-hmm. and sometimes i think it's that simple yeah let's be friends let's be friends i love that yes. yeah i know it's it's real simple but that's it that's my method <laughs> and it works <laughs> it works right. it works or i will just overwhelm you with compliments (laughs) i will overwhelm you with compliments and you will be like wow i like her and then all of a sudden i'm around a lot 
<laughs> that's how it happened. That's how it happened, that's how it happened, with, happened you guys. with us. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. And now I I'm on your method. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's blossomed I beautifully. Down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Friendships seem like really hard. Um, and it, they have a season, right? Like that's that's a cliche, but it's true um, that the people you were friends with in high school, in college, postgraduate, it's all different and it's a part of like your story and maybe you move away and your your idea of friendship is is a text here or there and that's enough Mm -hmm. but when you're with that person it's just like you never left them you know like there there's there's so many ways of what a friendship can be and mean um might just be a smile in the hallway depends on what you need yeah yeah and i think sometimes that's a barrier too as adults we have all these expectations of mm-hmm. what a friendship will be you know so we wanted to kind of compare and contrast in this segment right so the opposite of a blossoming friendship is one that's declining or mm. yeah and there's yeah. feelings associated with that or even like not even mm-hmm. having a blossoming friendship so yeah. talk a little bit about Ugh, that this is my yeah. struggle how did you guys know <laughs> i have a really hard time letting friends go especially mm-hmm. like, when they're not serving the purpose anymore i have mm-hmm. a really hard time um yeah like whether they moved away and it's just not working anymore and mm-hmm. the connection just isn't the same right. or maybe your ideals have changed in ways that oh sure that are really important and are hard to get over like that I think has happened to a lot of people recently you know the world is so divisive and mm-hmm. there are things that people care a lot about and are vocal about um and maybe just don't fit anymore and so I'm Maybe you have to let those people go. It's so hard. I'm I struggle. I'm really terrible at it. I try mm-hmm. to let things go, and then I'll still send a text like a month later and be like, "How are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still care about you, even though this is hard for me." You know, just even even a Snapchat. I'm terrible at letting relationships go. I want to, but I can't. Yeah, I love yeah. them. It's too hard. And you did a great job there of talking about how sometimes fostering these relationships, depending on your ideals and where you are in life, may be changing. And so how does authenticity then come into friendships? How do you bring that in and how do you decide when to let it go? Because Mm -hmm. the authenticity of who you are is it's ultimately more important than that. Yeah. So I would say the strongest friendships I have are the ones that are the most authentic, mm-hmm. right? I mean, your your whole podcast, right, that bring well-being to me, you know, that <laughs> are, <laughs> oh my gosh, what's the E? Empowering me. Yes, there we go. I panicked. Yes. You guys get it <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. Um, but uh, the most healthy friendships that I have are where I am my full true self, Mm -hmm. where I can say and trust that person to receive me and the way I'm feeling, whether it is full of joy, Mm -hmm. uh, excitement, or even those darker parts of ourselves that like are sad and mad Mm -hmm. or frustrated, that Mm -hmm. I can just be honest and say, I can't meet you where you are today. And that person's like, I'll meet you where you are then. What do you need? You know? So those, that's, those are my most healthy friendships and the ones that I'm absolutely the most grateful for. 
um, but they take work. So like if I'm willing to be authentic, they need to be authentic too. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it safe Mm -hmm. is that you know that you both have each other in a way that's, I don't know, incomparable. As a woman navigating this friendship territory, mm-hmm. right, often women hear or we talk about, right, that kind of negative connotation that comes with it, right? We're catty, you know, three's a crowd, those types of things. <laughs> and as a woman, how do you navigate friendships with, with those kind of concepts and terms floating around? I haven't had to because okay. I will say, and maybe I just know how to curate a friendship, mm-hmm. but the women that I surround <laughs> myself with are just so excellent you know and like all you want is excellence for each other Mm -hmm. and so if there's something that's catty it's not within that friendship circle I can say that I know that there's there is that there like there there is something there a hundred percent but I am thankful to say that the immediate women surrounding me are so encouraging and uh I love to call a queen a queen, you know, like I'm surrounded by queens um, and I just love them. But that that's not to say that there isn't that out there. But thankfully, thankfully, the people that I have immediately surrounding me are, are not that way. And I guess when I when I run into it, it's outside of the friendship circle. And that's where the friendship circle comes in. We're like, mm-hmm. what do I do? And a, a darling friend of mine told me that clear is kind, like, and that's just something I struggle with, but mm-hmm. it's best to be clear. So like if that person is, is, is not treating you the way it should be or mm-hmm. something you need to be more honest, then clear is kind. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. And would you say this was the same for you as a young girl? I know you kind of alluded to this being different than in your younger years. But Um, so I grew up in a very small town in Nebraska. I went to a private Catholic school and it was like very competitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys, I have always thought I was hilarious. Okay, like I just... I you thought, are. You are. Thank, yeah. thank you. Let's validate that. I wanted, yes. Thank you. Um, I was just always thought I was so funny. So like, I couldn't compete. Like, I couldn't be blonde. I couldn't. I couldn't be a cheerleader. I couldn't be that. But I could be like the funny girl. Mm-hmm. So I like had that position for myself. Um, but there was always a like oh, such a such a movie trope, you know, with the popular girls, and mm-hmm. um, it couldn't be my hometown couldn't be more of that. So, um, yeah, it was just full of cattiness and that's why leaving it was such a breath air, breath of fresh air to me. Mm -hmm. I thought Sioux city was a metropolis. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was amazed. Okay. When I saw diversity of any kind (laughs) at Briar cliff. Okay. Which (laughs) is not very, okay. You might have to edit that out, but it's not very diverse. Okay. Um, and so like what a world I was so excited Mm -hmm. to just, be outside of that looking down and that I could be myself and that there were other people like me. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was really exciting. 
various economic states. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Very mm-hmm. liberating and, yeah. and freeing when we're in that moment, when we can be our yeah. authentic selves. Yeah. Yes. Which looking yeah. back, like, it's like not, it wasn't even that big of a change. Do you know what I mean? But it felt monstrous to me at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that speaks volumes to how big of a moment it is for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Looking back, it doesn't seem like it. But, yeah, but it, it was. Is. It yeah. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we build friendships, they're blossoming friendships. Part of maintaining a friendship takes work. Right. It does. What kind of work do we need to put in to maintain friendships? Well, I always just feel like it's a two-way street. A lot of the friendships that fail are are ones that you put everything into and you get nothing back. And it's not like, uh, I don't know, it's not like, oh, I'm buying you lunch one day, you have to buy me lunch next right. day. But it's like, um, you are listening, you know, and not over-talking, which is something I, I do, unfortunately, need to work on. I definitely always talk over people and I need to work on it. But you know why I know that? Because a friend told me that I need to work on it. Yeah. And <laughs> so you heard it's it. not honesty, right? But it yeah. wasn't in a way that was like terrible. It's right. that it was a way that I needed to receive and and to to better how I hear people. Um but yeah, it, I just think that it's a two way street when it comes to friendship and that um you carry the load when they can't and they do the same for you because unfortunately it's not all roses and, and I don't know, other pretty flowers. I am not a botanist, but like, you know, like things get so hard. So like friendship isn't just when things are nice. Right. And those are great moments, too, that, that you get to share that. But when there's tragedy and mm. you need someone to not say it was, well, it was supposed to happen, you know, and that person knows mm-hmm. not to say that, that they mm-hmm. just that you just need them to be there yeah. or they you have a baby and um, they know that you're not ready to see them and that that's OK. And that's not personal. There's stuff mm-hmm. like that, like just carrying each other through tough times and then, you know, sharing the joy when it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What would you tell a listener who feels that they have no friends? That's tough because I, I know some people who feel like it's hard to make friends. Um, and and I'm always like, you just need to ask. <laughs> like, Be my friend. I know it's oh, it's so oversimplified. And I also yeah. know I am an extrovert. Okay, like yeah. I know that. So things that feel different for me than somebody who might be introverted. Um, and so like I always like, well, have you ever asked someone? <laughs> like go go somewhere. Like if you're comfortable, think of something you're interested in, mm-hmm. and. And start a hobby. And then, like, you go to a pottery class at the Arts Center. And then all of a sudden, there's someone next to you who's struggling um, with the clay just as much as you are. And you can say, wow, there's clay, am I right? <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, you yeah. find something that you can relate to, uh, something you're interested in. There's always 
always something. Go to a cooking class. Um, you know, things like there's always as long as you're comfortable. See, this is me being an extrovert. Go out, do something. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there's, yeah. you know, there's online ways too that people can be comfortable to find something that you feel passion about and then find others who share it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the easiest way, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. love education, love talking to people. Mm-hmm. Work at a community college and then make everybody be your friend. <laughs> there you go. Just say, be my friend, right? Easy. <laughs> the community easy? is yeah. yours. Yeah. Right. At your fingertips. <laughs> right, right. I think one of the most hardest things about friendship is that ability to be vulnerable that you sp- mm-hmm. spoke to a little bit there, right? Yeah. And I think people have tried making friends and have been, you know, not successful a lot mm-hmm. of times in making those friends. And, and so being vulnerable puts them in, it's a scary place. It is. So you what know, do you say? Okay, so I have a four-year-old. Oh, yes. Okay, so you guys know that I love a gentle parenting tip. <laughs> um, and one of the things, you know, she, I was so nervous for her to start uh, going to a daycare because she got to stay with my mother-in-law for a while. Oh, and so I was so nervous. And then mm-hmm. she just started preschool. And I was like, ooh, I had such a bad school experience. You know, like I'm totally projecting my anxieties onto her. And so, you know, she might come back and say, um, this person didn't like me today. And right. I'll say, you know what? That's okay. Not everybody has to like you. Yeah. That's okay. But we have to respect everybody. Right. right. And so those are the, those are the things I think about that. It's okay that maybe you don't fit with everybody. That's mm-hmm. okay. You don't have to, you don't have to fit in a square hole. Right. If, if you're a triangle, like <laughs> You will eventually find the place that you fit, but it does not have to be everything and everyone. Right. So it's right. just about finding what's right, I think. Yeah. And we've had a running theme with those that we've interviewed this season, um, what you just touched on in terms of it's okay mm-hmm. to not fit into whatever box somebody's trying to put you into. We've really heard that quite a bit. And yeah. I think it's it's so empowering because ultimately there are these messages all Mm -hmm. the time within society that tell us we should fit and that maybe there's something wrong with us if we don't. And to hear that that is how you are empowering your, Mm -hmm. your daughter, right? At this very young age, Mm -hmm. just that's inspiring to me. That's what I wish somebody would have said to me. Absolutely. Like that's that, I mean, that's what you always want is the better, better life for your children. Mm -hmm. And those are the things I've always been frustrated with. Like, why is the temperature sent to a certain degree at an office? Because that's what a man in a three-piece suit is comfortable at, mm-hmm. not necessarily a woman, right? right? So there's this whole world where you are trying to gain traction that might not be set for you. Absolutely. And you might have to try and fit a certain way or behave a certain way. Like I am a, I am a light shining personality like i i can be in like i i can be serious if i need to but i don't have to to be a successful person in a workplace like i can still be a joyful fun person Mm -hmm. and be successful and make friends and not fit what a stereotype of a of a successful person is wow there's spaces Mm -hmm. there's spaces for everybody yeah and that's great and challenge it right mm-hmm. and, and that's okay to challenge yeah. it to be yourself to be mm-hmm. your authentic self and you'll find somebody like yeah. if we bring it back to friendship you'll find mm-hmm. somebody who likes that who yeah. wants to be around you for who you are 
there's so there's billions of people on this world you know mm-hmm. there's more than there's more than one common interest in there i promise yes all right and that's all for today join us next week as we discuss belonging and family this is mara hall and i wish you to stay authentic well and empowered <laughs>